Welcome to Radian's Real Estate Market Year in Review for 2020. I'm Brenda Smucker, Vice President of National Training. Today we are welcoming back Steve Gensler, Radian's Senior Vice President of Data and Analytics, who joined us for our last market update in September. Steve, it was only four months ago, but a lot has changed since the last time we spoke. Yeah, well, that's an understatement, and thanks for having me again. Can you believe that since we last met, we've had an election and a new administration, right? Plenty of chaos. Uh, We had the first ever and hopefully the last fully socially distanced holiday season, uh, and now even a vaccine. Uh, And what I'm sure everyone listening is most interested in, right, the bright spot and what seemed to be otherwise a pretty dark year. We also now have housing market data for the fourth quarter of 2020, which gives us the full picture for the entire calendar year. I agree. We're interested in that data. But before we jump in, let's give our listeners a quick refresher on the Radiant Home Price Index, because we're going to talk a lot about that throughout today's episode. Can you tell us what it is and why it is a valuable tool for analyzing real estate markets? Absolutely, Brenda. I'd love to do it again. So the Radiant Home Price Index, which is provided by our subsidiary Red Bell Real Estate, is really the best and fastest way to monitor and track changes in residential real estate markets all across the country. So the index takes a snapshot every month of the current estimated value of nearly every residential home in the US, more than 70 million unique addresses. These estimates become the critical element in the construction of the indices. And our hedonic approach is superior to other indices like repeat sales indices, because what it does is it resolves many of their natural limitations. Let me give you a couple examples. So the rating HPI is available just 15 days after a month's end. Compared to weeks or months for these other providers, that makes our data far more relevant and timely than other indices. The rating HPI also leverages more modern mathematical tools and technologies such as machine learning and artificial intelligence. That helps us provide the most robust estimates of these price movements. And finally, the rating HPI offers what we call micro-market indices. We combine property attributes like bedrooms and square footage with granular geographies like zip code or neighborhoods. This provides a level of insight on a monthly basis that others just simply can't. Thanks for that review, Steve. It was really helpful. So as you said earlier, we now have the data that gives us a picture of the full 2020 real estate market. Help paint that picture for us. Let's start at a high level. What trends did you see nationally for 2020? Sure. So overall, the trend for 2020 was growth. For the full year, the rating HPI rose 8%, so year over year. And not unexpectedly, the year was really a tale of two halves, right? So for the first six months of the year, home prices nationally appreciated at an annualized rate of just about 6.5%. However, the last two quarters recorded an annualized increase of 9.3%, and the median home price rose to just under $270,000, an average increase of nearly $20,000 during the current calendar year. And during the year, we saw a variety of real estate market records broken. Let me give you some examples. For the full year of 2020, we recorded the highest average sales price at just over $381,000. We had the shortest days on market from listing of a property to its sale at 93 days. And demand was really strong, right? So even with the pandemic, the cumulative number of closed sales in 2020 set a record. And finally, as supply continued, you know, its multi-year compression, 2020 set another record 
for the lowest average active monthly number of listings, averaging only 1.2 million per month. And while those are full year records, we also set many single month records. For example, uh, December 2020 recorded the highest level of monthly home sales transactions as compared to any previous December and was the second strongest month for any fourth quarter month, October, November, or December. So the strength of this second half recovery is carrying us right into 2021. Those are definitely some impressive statistics. Can you provide a little more around the regional and metro area level? Again, as we zoom into regional and metro areas, there was growth in almost every corner of the market. Uh, Regionally, five out of six regions had stronger home price appreciation in 2020 than in 2019. The Mid-Atlantic region, which includes New York and Philadelphia and the Washington-Baltimore region, all areas really severely impacted by COVID-19 and and the associated economic shutdowns and challenges, uh, that was the only region to record lower annual appreciation. However, at over 6%, the Mid-Atlantic region still did well. The strongest performing region of 2019, which was the Midwest, was also the strongest performing region throughout 2020. When we zoom in a little bit closer and look at the 20 largest metro areas, the second half of the year dramatically outperformed the first half. Right? In these metro areas, the average median estimated home price increased by more than $24,000 over the last 12 months. And similar to the reporting that we saw at the national level, states actually broke lots of records in almost nearly all transactional categories. For example, 37 states had the highest number of closed sales in 2020. 47 out of 51 states plus DC recorded the highest average sales price. And in near similar count, 46 of them recorded the highest average listing price. And from a demand perspective, 31 states recorded the shortest number of days on market for properties sold in 2020. All impressive results for a year with many challenges. Wow, it's outstanding that so many records were shattered in one year. Steve, I'm wondering though, do those trends hold true when drilling down into a more granular segments of the market? Would it be true for my neighborhood and yours? Well, certainly across the country, right, there are pockets of differences that happen, but the general trends have always been in 2024, uh, better performance. But I'll give you one example. Higher priced homes, right, those listed above uh, $250,000, did not encounter record low average months of supply, right, listings, but they did achieve record sales volumes. However, lower priced homes, those listed at or below $250,000, they did suffer from record low listings or supply. But at the same time, this cohort did not break the sales volume record for uh, 2020. This suggests to us that higher priced homes were actually in higher demand than starter or lower priced homes. And that's not necessarily that surprising, Brenda, because during the pandemic, we had disparate impact on the economics of certain lower income households uh, relative to other homes. So speaking of the impact of the pandemic, early on, many predictions were made that the housing market would mirror 2008. And yet home prices continued to rise throughout the year. What was driving the home price growth? Do you think that the market thrived in spite of or because of the pandemic? That's a great question, Brenda, and I actually think it's a little bit of both. I think that there are a number of unique conditions that were created by the pandemic that contributed definitely to home price growth in 2020, but there are also, you know, we had a strong uh, market going into 2020 as well. So for example, you know, we had low mortgage rates. We had historically low mortgage rates throughout the entirety of 2020, 
uh, rates under 3% for most of the year. And in particular, in the second half of the year when we saw uh, a larger uh, increase. Um, another issue I think was mobility, right? So the Radian HPI uh, data indicates that smaller cities outperformed megacities in 2020. And you know, while the data is still a little bit hard to discern, we do believe that the flow of buyers from urban to suburban markets uh, increased, which also contributed to that you know, higher home price uh, homes outperforming some of the lower home price homes. Um, we also have that imbalance we've been talking about right throughout the course of the year between housing supply and demand. That continued to provide solid support in both directions to home prices uh, throughout the year. Uh, and then really finally, and, and I, maybe most importantly uh, with regards to the uh, because of the pandemic uh, element, government intervention and support for housing uh, had a significant impact in uh, not only maintaining but helping to propel home prices. The introduction of you know, mortgage forbearance plans, uh, eviction moratoriums, all prevented potential supply coming into the market. We had direct payments to citizens and small businesses that helped you know, folks to maintain uh, their payments. So all of these efforts helped people affected by unemployment during the pandemic stay in their homes. Uh, which is also supportive of home prices. So I've heard you say 2020 home prices were a bright spot in a dark year. So I'm curious, do you think the housing market will continue to shine in 2021? Yeah, well, I'm not in the business of making um, predictions, but <laughs> you know what I can talk about are some of the factors that we are watching, right, for the market going into this year. Um, clearly, we have a new administration. And so the impact of the Biden administration on uh, national housing policy um, will have an impact on home prices. Right? We've extended forbearance plans and moratoriums. Uh, we're looking at new leadership at the Department of Housing and Urban Development at HUD uh, and the CFPB. And so there will clearly be impacts uh, on housing uh, that will be likely a continuation of some of the uh, supportive uh, nature of what we saw in 2020. I think across the board, economists have anticipated that mortgage rates will remain low throughout 2021 and probably the foreseeable future. You know, some of the folks like the National Association of Realtors expect mortgage rates to average about 3.1%, while the Mortgage Bankers Association predicts rates on average about 3.3% in 2021. Um, both of those are supportive of, in particular, purchase markets. And so we think that's another supportive, you know, bright spot for 2021. And thankfully, technology advances, right? You know, we'll have a continuation of social distancing and those measures throughout a good portion of, of 2021. Um, but we've seen a significant number of technology advances that help to ensure that even in a disruptive uh, market, uh, things like e-closings and distanced appraisals, um, they will probably remain permanent and help to you know, continue to support uh, housing in new, new and different ways. So let's dig a little bit deeper on that thought. What's your take on the future of those remote closing and valuation technologies? Is Radium working on any new technology to support remote real estate transactions? Yeah, great question, right? So going into the pandemic, um, Radian and, and other subsidiaries of ours like Redbill Real Estate um, actually already had you know, a number of, of products that supported our valuations uh, organization, our title teams. Uh, had established, you know, uh, very quickly uh, responses to support e-closings and infrastructure to, you know, ensure that social distanced uh, closings could happen quickly. Uh, it made it easier for us and our customers to adapt when social distancing measures were put in place uh, for a lot longer than I think folks anticipated uh, out of the gate. Uh, and yeah, we're continuously working towards the future and how we can better leverage uh, both artificial intelligence, right, in a model-driven uh, consumer world. Uh, predictive analytics to improve or even to reinvent right the real estate transaction and how people shop for homes how homes are valued um, and so different tools like 
computer vision, which is a really, really dynamic part of the artificial intelligence community, uh, allows us to identify things like condition of a home just from photos, right? Or identify objects of value within a home, uh, help us determine if we're seeing the, the right home in data we're taking in from appraisers or agents or consumers. Uh, these things all help us break down the barrier of what is currently very manual processes uh, and help to automate and augment those processes uh, on a go-forward basis. Hmm, I heard you say computer vision. That sounds like a fascinating topic for another episode. I'd love to have you back and talk more about that. Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd love to come back and, and talk about computer vision anytime. It's a really exciting uh, field and something I think is, is not only disruptive, but really supportive to the future of real estate uh, going forth in the United States. Great. I may hold you to it. Thank you, Steve, for sharing the Radiant HPI data and your insights on the 2020 housing market. For our listeners that want to learn more, you can see the latest Radian Home Price Index news release on the Radian website or visit radian.com forward slash HPI to access more resources. Steve, we'll check in with you again soon for another update. Thanks, Brenda. Always a pleasure talking to you.